Welcome to another episode of Mike's Money Picks. Today on the podcast, we're continuing our all 32 NFL team previews for the upcoming 2023 fantasy football season. And today we're continuing our stop in the AFC East with the New York football Jets. Do people still call them that? Either way, I just did. Anyway, the Jets are one of the most interesting teams in the NFL this season. They made some key offseason acquisitions, specifically at the quarterback position, and they also are the hard knocks team this year. So there's going to be a little bit of um, added interest, little... Um, under the microscope there in New York for the Jets this year. So um, there's a lot going on in New York. We're going to break it down. We're going to look at what the Jets offense did in 22 and then what you can expect from all their skilled players from a fantasy football perspective in 2023. I'm talking redraft, dynasty, and best ball leagues. And we're going to talk where the Jets rank and project heading into the season. Now, while you're here, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and hit the like button. It really helps me out a lot. I really do appreciate it. If you're listening to the podcast on audio form, please rate and review. Again, really helps me out a lot. I really do appreciate it. We're going to be talking about best ball here on this podcast. If you want to try out best ball, I recommend doing so on underdog. Use my promo code mconley 88 to get your first deposit matched up to $100. Link is in the description for that. It is also pinned to my Twitter at Mike's Money Picks. All right, that does it for the introduction. Let's go ahead and start breaking down the New York Jets. But first, let's get a quick word from our friends at Spotify. Last year, the New York Jets were not a successful offense in any meaningful metric. In 2022, the Jets offense finished 25th in yards per game and 29th in points per game. In terms of play calling, they ranked 29th in rush rate, meaning they were one of the most pass-happy teams in the league. They ranked 4th in pass rate because you can just inverse it. Now, you could kind of point that to the fact that they were trailing in a lot of games near the second half of the season. They also had the injury to Brees Hall, so they probably weren't as confident in their running back room. And so with the pass rate being so high, you know, the only way you're not going to score a whole lot of points if that's the case is if your quarterback play is not that great. And so a lot of people pointed to former second overall draft pick Zach Wilson as kind of the fall guy for this offense as the reason why they weren't succeeding. And I got to say, when you look at the true numbers – there's some give and take to that. Like there, there are some stats to point to Wilson was a problem, and there are some stats to point to, well, this offense, you know, did do some things right with Zach Wilson as quarterback as well. Either way, it made sense that in the offseason they decided to move on at the quarterback position. So last year, if you look at all the games where Zach Wilson started versus did not start, in Zach Wilson's starts, they averaged 22.1 points per game. In non-Zach Wilson starts, they averaged 16.1 points per game. However, in terms of a passing offense, Mike White did average significantly more passing yards per game than Zach Wilson. So there's a little bit of give and take there, right? But either way, the quarterback position really needed to be upgraded heading into the offseason if this team was to reach its full potential. They've got a great defense, they're good on special teams, and they just need to shore up that one position. And they have the potential to make some noise in the AFC East. Well, in the offseason, they did that. And they went out and got Aaron Rodgers. So how exactly does Aaron Rodgers project as a fantasy player for the Jets heading into 2023? Well, last season, only looking at starts. So like, don't look at the aggregate numbers of all these fantasy sites because they'll take games that guys played a quarter or you know played like garbage time or whatever. Like, Only look at starts, and, and that's what I did for this. So Joe Flacco, in his starts for the Jets last season, averaged 15.9 fantasy points per game. Mike White averaged 15.2, and Zach Wilson averaged 11.8. Hmm, that, 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 that's not a good stat for old Zach Wilson there. Aaron Rodgers last year in Green Bay only averaged 14.8 fantasy points per game, which was good for quarterback 21 
in 2022. It was his lowest finish since he became a starter, and he regressed in pretty much every major passing category from 2021 to 2022. However, I'm still willing to bet that 2023 Aaron Rodgers is a better football player than 2022 Joe Flacco, and so I think that Aaron Rodgers could easily surpass Flacco's 15.9 fantasy points per game. If the scheme and play calling remain exactly the same, I think slightly better execution from Aaron Rodgers' standpoint will definitely allow him to fit that um, 16, you know, fantasy point per game ceiling that the Jets quarterbacks had last year. I think he will surpass that, and I think he's going to be a viable option. The bottom line for the Jets quarterback position next year is that an improved offense around him compared to what he had in Green Bay and compared to what the Jets quarterbacks averaged last season gives me some optimism for Aaron Rodgers. I think he can be a fantasy starting caliber quarterback, but you also don't have to draft him as such. The quarterback position is very crowded right now. There's a lot of solid options, like really down to like quarterback 18. There are guys that could end up very easily finishing as a top five quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers is one of those guys. So Aaron Rodgers is my quarterback 15 heading into the 2023 season. All right, let's go ahead and switch on over and talk about some running backs. So last season, Brees Hall was a absolutely dynamite rookie running back for the Jets. And it's a shame that his season got cut short with the ACL injury. Brees Hall was running back seven overall when he got injured in week seven. Now get this, Brees Hall scored double-digit fantasy points in every game that he played. It's quite impressive. No, No other running back did that last season. In four of those seven games last year, Brees Hall was under 10 carries and under a 50% snap share and he never eclipsed a 70% snap share in any game last season. This guy was never a full-time player, and he also never scored in single-digit fantasy points. It's quite impressive. He also never had a weekly finish worse than 23rd in those seven games. So Brees Hall, whether he's part-time, full-time, whatever, the 2022 Brees Hall that we saw was never worse than the 23rd best running back in fantasy football on any given week. That is quite impressive. It, like It's insanely impressive. It gives me such optimism for Brees Hall this season. Now, looking at the rest of the running back for the Jets, before Brees Hall's injury, Michael Carter was running back 29 overall and was a top 25 back in three of the seven weeks. So the translation is this. When Brees Hall was active, three weeks out of seven, they had two top 25 running backs, and they had two top 30 running backs when that period ended. So basically, when Brees Hall was active, this team could support two running backs, but after Brees Hall went down, that kind of didn't pan out as much. After Brees Hall was injured, the Jets had four weeks out of the remaining 10 with one top 20 running back. They got two from John or Zonovan Knight, and they got one each from Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. And that's not exactly promising, but it is encouraging to me that when Brees Hall was active and they were utilizing just Hall and Carter, they were both top 30 backs. And a big reason for that is because both of them were getting used in the pass game. The Jets targeted the running back position at the fourth highest rate in the league. That option may continue with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback just because Aaron Rodgers kind of targeted his running backs a lot in the latter years at Green Bay. Whether it was he became more of a checkdown guy or he realized, hey, these guys are some of my better pass catchers because my receivers aren't that great. His checkdown rate was fairly high. So I do think that this you know high rate of targeting for the running backs could, t- could continue again this year. 
Now, the running back room is a little bit more crowded for the Jets, though. They retain Brees Hall, who's coming off of an injury. They retain Michael Carter, and they retain Zonovan Knight. And they also added Izzy Abanaconda in the 2023 NFL Draft. He's a rookie out of Pitt that was a three-down back at Pitt, can catch the football, was quite electric in the open field. He had a lot of long breakaway runs at Pitt. And I think he's going to be a solid NFL player, but I don't know where he's going to fit into this running back room. So the bottom line for the running back situation with the Jets when it comes to fantasy terms is we don't know if Brees Hall is 100%. We don't know if Brees Hall is going to be 100% by week one. We don't know if he's going to be active in week one. But if Brees Hall is 100%, I'm confident that he will be productive in any running back situation. We just read the stats. Even when he was not a full-time player, he was no worse than running back 23 in any given week. Now also, because of the uncertainty surrounding Brees Hall, It would not shock me if the Jets added another running back before the season starts. We're recording this here on August 1st. Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, and Ezekiel Elliott are all still free agents. It would not shock me if the Jets added one of them. To give them depth to kind of shore up the, you know, hey, we don't have to just bring Brees back and give him every carry type of deal. You know, they can bring in one of these veteran guys. They can lighten the workload on Brees Hall, and and I think it kind of makes sense. But again, I'm not concerned about that for Brees Hall. He showed the ability to be productive as a part-time player. What I am concerned about is if that happens to one of the other Jets running backs, their value just goes immediately down the drain. So I'm not really targeting any other Jets running backs right now, but Brees Hall is my running back 11 for 2023. I am not super concerned about the injury. I'm not super concerned about the workload. I think he is a guy whose ceiling, if he comes back and is 100% and is a full-time player, is running back one. His floor, if he comes back not 100%, is not a full-time player, is about running back 25. So I think he's one of the safer picks as long as he is able to play a full schedule this season. All right, that does it for the running back position. Let's go ahead and switch on over and talk about some wide receivers. Now, this wide receiver room is pretty crowded for the Jets. Garrett Wilson is probably the wide receiver one of the future, however. The rookie out of Ohio State last season, he finished his wide receiver 21 overall, but wide receiver 30 in fantasy points per game. But get this, Wilson increased his production exponentially when Zach Wilson was not the starting quarterback. Garrett Wilson averaged 17.3 fantasy points per game in non-Zach Wilson starts last season. If he was able to do that for a full season, he would have been wide receiver eight if you extrapolated that, which is quite impressive, especially for a rookie. Now, especially also considering Wilson didn't have a big target share. Garrett Wilson, that is. It'd be weird if Zach Wilson had a target share. Garrett Wilson's target share ranked 31st or 21st, excuse me. Garrett Wilson's target share ranked 21st in the league at 24.9%. That's not exceedingly high, but what it does tell us is that he didn't need a 30% target share to be productive. If he just gets that 24.9% again with improved quarterback play around him, quarterback play that is not Zach Wilson, I have faith that Garrett Wilson is going to be a very productive fantasy wide receiver. Corey Davis and Alan Lazard figure to be kind of the next two guys in the Jets wide receiver rotation. There's also one more I'm going to talk about. Corey Davis was in New York last season. He totaled two weekly top 20 finishes. He was the only Jets receiver to record one that was not named Garrett Wilson. Elijah Moore did not know other Jets receiver recorded a top 20 finish other than Corey Davis. So that does give you a little bit of optimism for Corey Davis, but he is going to be competing alongside Alan Lazard and Miko Hardman for targets. The Jets got rid of Elijah Moore, but they did bring in Alan Lazard and Miko Hardman. Alan Lazard 
played in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers last season, and he finished last season's wide receiver 34 in fantasy points per game on only a very minimal 21.1% target share. So how was he able to you know, kind of had a pretty good fantasy season with a very small target rate. Well, he was targeted an unproportional amount in the red zone. Alan Lazard had a lot of red zone and end zone targets. For whatever reason, Aaron Rodgers loved to look for him when he got near the end zone, um, and that definitely helped Alan Lazard give a good fin- fantasy finish last season. Miko Hardman spent a lot of last season injured for the Chiefs. I expect him to come in and primarily operate out of the slot. I do think there's a little bit there. He's still very athletic. He's still very fast, and now he's you know, in a situation where he's not competing with as many guys for targets. So whoever ends up being the third receiver for the Jets, I think it's going to be Garrett Wilson operating as the wide receiver one and Alan Lazard as the wide receiver two. Whether the third guy ends up being Corey Davis or Miko Hardman, I think those two guys do have a little bit of value if they're able to obtain that role in training camp. Now, the bottom line for the wide receiver position for the Jets is that it's fairly unknown just what that Jets wide receiver depth chart will look like after Garrett Wilson. But like I said, I expect Alan Lazard to come in as the wide receiver too because I think his familiarity with Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers' ability to kind of find him in the red zone and in the end zone will help him have an edge over the other wide receivers. So when I sat down to rank him, Wilson was my wide receiver 11, Lazard was my wide receiver 51, Miko Hardman was my wide receiver 77. Garrett Wilson to me is a prime dynasty target. I think that he is a great guy that you want on your roster for years to come. That Ohio State receiver room from two years ago with Alave, Wilson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is just sick. And I think all three of them are going to be great NFL receivers. Alan Lazard, I view as a very solid best ball option this season. I think he's the guy that he's going to probably give two or three performances where he has like multi-touchdown games and like has 20 plus fantasy points. And then you're probably not going to hear from him for a few weeks. Uh, I just think he's going to be kind of the boomer bust guy this season with how often he gets targeted in the red zone. And like I said, I do think Hardman and Davis have a little bit of upside, but I would really like to know how they're going to slot into those roles before I draft one. All right, that does it for the wide receiver position. Let's go ahead and talk about some tight ends. So Tyler Conklin was the Jets' tight end last season, and he finished 2022 as tight end 16 overall and tight end 21 in fantasy points per game. He had five weekly top 10 finishes and eight weeks outside the top 20, which is not a bad distribution from a middling tight end, if we're being honest. And Conklin was out on the field a lot. That was kind of what stood out to me the most last season looking at his stats. It's why I played him in DFS quite a few times because he was on the field a lot. He had a high snap share, and he ranked third among all tight ends in routes run. The Jets' high passing volume and Conklin's high snap share kind of contributed to that. But the problem was, and the reason why he wasn't more productive, was just because he was on the field and running routes didn't necessarily mean that he was getting targeted. Conklin only ranked 15th among all tight ends in target share. So, I mean, there's a little bit of something here, right? I think that Conklin can be a good fantasy player. But the bottom line for him is that with this new-look Jets offense, I'm not that enthusiastic about Tyler Conklin's fantasy potential. The last few years in Green Bay, really since Jermichael Finley, Aaron Rodgers has not really utilized the tight end a whole lot. And now, granted, is that because they didn't have a good one? Maybe. I don't know, but Aaron Rodgers just seems more than comfortable to just target Alan Lazard as his big body wide receiver as opposed to just throwing to a tight end. So I don't necessarily think that that really meshes with what Conklin like did well last season. Like the, the best traits Conklin had last season were his availability and his volume. And in a 
offense where they're probably going to be passing a little less because they're going to be in leads in games. And the quarterback historically doesn't target tight ends a whole lot. I, I just don't think there's a whole lot there. I think Conklin is worth a draft pick in best ball. I think he's worth a draft pick in like deep leagues or maybe a dynasty league. Um, but he's just, he's not really on my radar in standard redraft leagues. He's my tight end 30 for 2023. There's a lot of other guys ahead of him that I just think have a little bit more upside. I think Conklin's ceiling is probably about tight end 12 to 15. And I would rather throw a dart at like a Matthew Mayer or a Sam Laporta, who I think genuinely have top 10, top five ceilings for tight ends this season. All right, that does it for the New York Jets 2023 Fantasy Football Preview. If you like what you saw on YouTube, please hit the like button. It really helps me out a lot. really shows me a lot of support. helps me grow my channel. Hit the subscribe button as well. You'll be notified when new episodes drop. Like our next team, which is going to be the New England Patriots. Like the rest of our season-long fantasy football content. Like our weekly golf content and college football. You subscribe, you're notified when all of it drops. If you're listening on audio form on Spotify, app, or wherever else, please rate and review. Again, really helps me out a lot. Really helps me grow up on the charts. Now, if you heard me talk about best ball and you want to give it a shot, use my code on underdog, mconley88. You get your first deposit matched up to $100. If you heard all this information about players and are like, huh, where can I get all of this in one place? It's at my Patreon, patreon.com slash mikesmoneypicks. My full ranks and my draft guide are available on there. It's $3 a month, much cheaper than other premium fantasy football sites, much cheaper than going out and buying a magazine. You can use it to help crush your drafts this season. All right, that does it for this episode, guys. Hopefully, I was able to give you guys some information on where and how to draft these New York Jets in fantasy. Next up is going to be the New England Patriots. Thank you guys for watching and listening, and I will see you next time.